This episode of Gotta Watch is brought to you by WarbyParker.com. Get a free five-day home try-on at www.WarbyParkerTrial.com slash gotta watch. Five pairs, five days, 100% free. What we're gonna do right here is go back. Way back. Back into time. Oh yeah. Gotta watch. You gotta, gotta. Gotta, gotta watch. What to do? You're listening to the Gotta Watch Podcast, your weekly guide to all the must-see movies and talked-about TV shows. I'm your host, Bruno, and with me this episode is the Brad to my Chad, our co-host, Brad from QTB. Hey, it's the jingle to my jangle, my one-man Bruno. What to do? Yeah, you gotta love when the studio audience gives you that type of response. I really do appreciate it. And there we go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, for those of you who are just tuning into the Gotta Watch podcast, each month we'll have a new theme featuring movies and television shows that you gotta watch. This month's theme is Holiday Hoopla. And today's episode is all about the classic 1996 holiday family comedy film, Jingle All the Way. That's right. This PG gem directed by Brian Levant, produced by Chris Columbus, who did Harry Potter and Home Alone. And we previously mentioned Chris Columbus on the, uh, what was it? The Christmas Vacation uh, podcast that we did last episode. He is the producer of this. So boom, we've got him. There's our, it's starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sinbad, Phil Hartman. Can I just take, I was going to say, can I just take a moment to say, Bruno, your ability to recollect and, and and surmise all of our episodes and the connections it, it's brilliant oh Just thank kudos you kudos to you right right let's get a hey where's the where's yes. our audience can we have yes. a round of applause there it is. thank you say? Thank you. I try. I try because, there, you know, we do mention a lot on this podcast and I want to make sure that everyone can experience what we have to offer through our podcast. And we've got tons of episodes. I was saying with that, like, you know, it's not just about the movie itself or the actors. We want to make sure we recognize the directors and, oh, yeah. and, and the producers and everyone that's a part of, you know, producing and and and, and putting forth the films that we, we review here on Gotta Watch. So uh, kudos to them and to you for being able to constantly make sure our audience and even me yeah, right, right? is aware, hey, I mean, aware of knew, the connections right? you know, and the relations right exactly you know? there's so. tons of them in here and we're going to get into that this film stars arnold arnold schwarzenegger sinbad get down. Uh, we're going to do get, the we get used to it now because we're going to be doing some more of these terrible <laughs> and they're really impressions. bad yes yeah. <laughs> sinbad phil hartman rita wilson jim belushi and a young jake lloyd now there's only one tagline for this and we're going to give it to you. It's two dads, one toy, no prisoners. Brad, give them the synopsis overview of what Jingle All the Way is all about. Howard Langston, played by Arnold Schwarzenegger, is a mattress salesman with a bad habit of putting his work ahead of his family. (gasps) 
Surprise, surprise. His son, Jamie, Jake, played by Jake Lloyd, wishes his father would pay more attention to him and wants only one thing for Christmas. The most sought-after toy in decades. A Turbo Man action figure. Howard promises both Jamie and his wife, Liz, played by Rita Wilson, that there will, will indeed be a Turbo Man under the tree for Jamie on Christmas morning. But come Christmas Eve on December 24th, Howard realizes that he has yet to buy the toy. But Turbo Man has been the hottest ticket of the holiday season and literally thousands of parents are scrambling for the last few action figures. Howard then spends a hilariously hellish Christmas Eve madly scrambling from store to store in desperate search of a Turbo Man. In the course of his adventures, Howard keeps crossing paths with Myron Larrabee, played by Sinbad, a postal worker who wants a Turbo Man even more desperately than Howard. Wow! That is a lot going on and just a Christmas movie movie we're gonna get into it right after our sponsor break gotta watch is proudly part of the quit the build podcast network get the latest gaming and entertainment news from quit the build and discover our network of podcast partners via the qtb network page only on quitthebuild.com now i feel like this is growing up in the 90s brad this is one that we've seen right like this is this is something that we grew up with arnold and Sinbad uh, is it's currently on Disney Plus and it's one of those films that I feel like I've got to watch every year but this year I took a different I viewed it through a little bit different lens and it it kind of hit me different and, and we're going to get into that I, I think that it's definitely a memorable movie for a lot of reasons but one of my biggest questions is how does this movie hit hit you now that you're a dad now that you have a son who right now your son is two years old so it's not like he i know he knows how to point and you showed me the video of him pointing out his own <laughs> yeah, toys he knows how to point <laughs> there's not the like the super toy craze he hasn't quite gotten into that yet but but viewing this through a dad lens yeah it's coming how does this <laughs> it's hit coming you? quick <laughs> yeah I, I i think this is a very interesting movie and you made a point about it it being something for you that you watch year in and year out it's a it's a it's a it's a constant christmas film to be honest with you i hadn't seen this since i was a kid wow it's been quite a while and, and not that it's not a good movie but i think it just kind of it fell off my radar and and not to plug disney plus but kudos to disney plus that it was it's something that was easily available and advertised that i was quickly able to see and watch and you're right i relate to it on a completely different level as a father than as a kid yeah right and and so I think, at least from the notion that at some point, you know, you see Arnold Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger's character Howard putting, whether it be out of guilt or saving his own butt, right, yeah. to put that effort forward of finding the it toy that year for his son. There's something about wanting to be a good dad and and being the the figure that your son looks up to yeah. and wanting to make him happy and be able to see that smile and and it's genuine enjoyment there's no there's no pre-agenda there's nothing hidden about it a, a kid's happiness is probably one of the most purest
those things you see in yeah. today and in the world, right? Yeah. And, and to be able to deliver that, I think as a father is is my number one and role and job and role is to make my kid happy. So to see that aspect of this movie and, and it, it definitely hits a chord to want to be able to to do that for my son going forward. Definitely. Now, have you ever heard of Deus Ex Machina? Have you ever heard of that? Yes. Yes, I have. Okay. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know the uh, the English for that, it's a it's Latin phrase is God out of a machine, and it's a plot device where a seemingly unsolvable problem in a story, for example, acquiring a Turbo Man doll who is sold out suddenly and abruptly is resolved by an unexpected or unlikely occurrence and it's, its function is generally <laughs> yeah, that's to resolve <laughs> yep it's its function is generally to resolve an otherwise irresolvable plot point so basically there's no other way to resolve this we've got to do something crazy to surprise the audience to bring the tale to the happy ending um or act as a comedic di- a device they would oftentimes literally like raise people like an angel or something like that with machinery. And so that's where the the term came from, God out of a machine, basically them pulling God up in in a pulley system and saying, I'm going to stop the rain and you're going to all have peace. And it's like, okay, well, that was a convenient plot point, right? Well, that kind of happens in this movie. Well, it definitely happens in this movie. It definitely (laughs) happens in this movie. I mean, it, it happens to Howard and the the problem becomes does Howard played by Arnold Schwarzenegger deserve the deus ex machina solution to this conundrum no No. I'm gonna gonna cut you off even mid-sentence no he does not exactly and and that's what really hit me throughout this as I'm watching I was like he did nothing to redeem himself Mm -mm. in this entire film and I never noticed that before like I never noticed that he didn't do anything to redeem him himself and his own actions right he he gets to this point where he criticizes myron played by sinbad Sinbad, for uh taking things too far in the very end of the film where he attempts to steal the turbo man doll from uh howard's son jamie played by jake lloyd and we'll get into how they got there but you know just 10 minutes earlier in the film uh howard arnold's character was attempting to do the very same thing to his neighbor and steal his neighbor's kid's toy out from underneath the tree. And you're just like, what? And he he doesn't, right? He he gets well. Technically, he gets caught. Um, so it wasn't like he he put it he put it aside and was like, you're right. I've gone too far. Well, he did kind of say that, and then all things kind of um all hell broke loose, and uh, it you know he he got caught red handed. Um, but right before then, he had this kind of epiphany. What am I doing? Why am I doing this? But he was still caught red-handed, right? He was still caught red-handed. And so it doesn't seem like he's done anything to deserve this the, this sequence of events that essentially land him in not hot water with his wife or his son, right? He didn't learn anything in terms of not being there for his son. He just I, I, happened. Yeah, I, I'd, argue, to- I'd argue that his son. Son was more mature and actually indicated a bigger like like mode or like bigger emo- yeah, social emotional that. response or ability to like recognize like the situation than he did right like yeah for sure I mean it's it, yeah I agree with you completely like I watched this movie I'm just looking at this you know and 
we can get into this a little bit more later, but like on that concept of him not redeeming himself at all, I just feel like it's a kind of almost not a very, it, this movie doesn't age well in terms of like kind of the, the social, social kind of, you know, uh, I don't want to say prejudices, but kind of the social um, stereotypes that they play on in this movie in terms of the dad who works too long and misses his child's, you know, all everything with his family and is disconnected yeah. and the, and the weirdly like. It's very stereotypical. Weirdly awkward you know single neighbor who hits on all the moms in the neighborhood or even the you know there's so many things about this movie that like you know at the time probably in the 90s was very relevant and very you know of the time but i watched it now and i'm like wow like it feels a bit timepiece it feels a bit yeah we expect more of fathers now and we we, do, we yeah. always should we have do. we always should have and i think yeah. we're getting get we're turning things around in, in what we expect of fathers and expect fathers to to be there right that's the thing and and if there's one thing i've learned from 90s movies and a lot of what i've talked with with other dads is this this idea that you know you're not going to always make the right decisions right but you can always be there you can be present and my dad was the same way in that respect so as a kid you know i you know definitely didn't resonate with the the kid in terms of having a dad that wasn't there. My dad was there. I had friends that maybe didn't have that same sentiment, right? And, you know, looking back at the movie now, it's very, it, a lot of things pop up, right? Like the idea that the absent father can be replaced with materialism. And that, exactly. And that, or or, or the know. fact that they even count, or they kind of provide some counter to that with like, you know, Arnold's character, Howard, being this very successful, you know, mattress salesman or, you know, of a bigger company and he yep, volu- number one salesman. <laughs> voluntarily chooses his job over his family where you've got a contrasting character in Sinbad who's a postal person right he works in the yeah. mail industry and he that job by contrast demands a lot of time and time away to, to for a very you know integral part of society delivering mail and basically delivering toys and 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 mail and and letters and Christmas cards yeah. to the world right and, and and he is trying just in the same facet to, I would say, in a way, given his, you know, schedule and work aspect to find the same toy for his child that a, you know, greedy, I, I, I'm going to put my own bias on this greedy or, you know, more self-focused person like Howard is that chooses yeah. to put his work first over his family. Right. So it definitely today doesn't, you know, it almost like, you know, as a kid, you watch this and you're focused on turbo man and the action figure yeah. and the hilarity exactly. that ensues but as a parent or as an as an adult you watch this and kind of watch these social stereotypes and social you know themes of this movie and go wow this is you know not the best look on fathers and especially yeah. you know people who put their job above their family right definitely we and and that's the thing right we there's a lot we can learn it learn from this as as guys or as you know if you're a dad, right? There's so much that you can learn from this movie in terms of what not to do. And even the very, very ending, you know, Howard doesn't learn anything mm-hmm. because they left it open for a, a they, what was supposed to be a sequel, but, um, and which they did, there was a sequel with Larry, the cable guy, but let's not get into that. <laughs> <laughs> was that a straight to DVD? Gonna, we're not going to open that can of worms. Right. But they, you know, basically at the end of the film, there's this, you know, post credit 
animated scene or whatever. Howard's wife says, oh, if you went to all this trouble, you know, for Jamie, I can't wait to see what you got me. And it like zooms in on his face because he didn't get her anything. And that's the thing, right? He didn't go to all this trouble for Jamie. He went to a few stores and, you know, a lot of things happened to him. Oh, the last he lucked 10 out. minutes he of the movie, he, he lucked yeah, out. Yeah, he fell into a situation that yeah. was, you know, based off the fact that him as Arnold Schwarzenegger, the person and his physique and his, you know, who he was and... and He fit the build of Turbo right. Man. And at the end of the movie, <laughs> there's this wintertainment parade and it just so happens that the actor who was supposed to play Turbo Man fell through, which as an aside, Brad, I gotta say, for being for being in Minnesota, this this parade is on point. <laughs> there was Paddington Bear, yeah. Cat in the Hat, Sonic was there. I mean, did you catch all I, of I, the, Well, like... I was going to say, this is like the, it's like the Mall of America is there, right? This was the Parade of America, yeah. right? This had everything, yeah. right? But two was, more. It really was for a small town Minnesota parade, <laughs> two... wintertainment parade. It was, it was just, it out. was like it the was Super Bowl of parades, right? They're it trying really to find was. parking, like, we'll park the car you go right we're gonna we're miles away like you gotta go now yeah <laughs> but but two more things like one first of all the luck out into that scenario after breaking laws and things that's ridiculous two the guy that yeah. was supposed to play tournament died or was in the hospital because the jetpack failed right yeah. so it's he's, like well he's 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 showing signs of life okay <laughs> so but but three <laughs> could, just gonna be brutally honest with our with our listeners here i, I don't got the physique of arnold schwarzenegger so even if I lucked out in that situation, I'm not fitting in the Turbo Man costume. Oh yeah, like there, no, there's not no at way. All. Like, <laughs> sorry, definitely. surprise, movie spoiler. That that costume fits him like a glove. Well, guess oh, what? Yeah. You know what? He it's like it was made for him. Well, guess what? It was. Yep. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Uh, well, it's surprising. You know, you mentioned the suit. Well, the Turbo Man's red suit was modeled after DC comic superhero The Flash, my favorite superhero, dun, dun, dun. which. You know, I love, I, I obviously it's very, very iconic of the flash and it's, it's interesting that they kind of had this memorabilia to go on, go along with the movie because they, that wasn't their intent. Like their intent wasn't to create a toy to sell the film. I'm going to, I got this from IMDB as Arnold Schwarzenegger only signed on for the film in February and the film was shot so quickly only six and a half months were available for merchandising. So it, it wasn't very ideal like for them to produce merchandising and they only it was only limited to uh, a tiger electronics 13 and a half inch replica talking turbo man action well, figure which retailed for $25 and then some some turbo time racer vehicle and, and I'll give you credit the plot in itself really dug themselves their own hole in this merchandising because the fact they were advertising this as the most hard to toy you know the it toy of the year and hard to find half the movie was spent on being like well we've only got the sidekicks and you saw the sidekicks yeah, exactly. like a bunch of times but like oh totally. you never saw the turbo man action figure until like what two-thirds of the way into the movie or like it wasn't but you know it wasn't it wasn't designed for that right like you know and in chris columbus even even said that he dismissed the notion stating that only roughly two hundred thousand turbo man toys were being made the merchandising was far less than the year's other releases like space jam and 
and 101 Dalmatians, which were uh, Warner Brothers and uh, Disney. So this didn't really get the merchandising treatment that the other films did. I mean, you can still get a Turbo Man doll on eBay. Is it worth any money? Still, like I'm saying, is, is it is it now they're, a they're commodity? About, yeah, they're about 70. I think they run for 80 to $100 I've seen, and the, the original figure was like $25. It's not very, okay. it's nowhere near the, as cool as the one that Arnold Schwarzenegger gives Jamie as Turbo Man in the very final portion of the film, which is albeit way bigger. Like that action figure is it was way huge. bigger like than the, yeah. Two and a half it was, feet. It was like half the, yeah, it was like half the size of him. It definitely wasn't 13 and a half inches. It was taller than that for sure. But they did say that was a special edition version of the of the toy. So gotta watch listeners. Spoiler alert. I know I'm getting Bruno for Christmas this year. I'm getting him a I'm getting him a turbo man. <laughs> a turbo man doll. <laughs> I would plow I would listen. I would proudly dis- display that. I know you would. That's uh, right why I'm gonna, I would. <laughs> I, I have an idea I now. I know what I'm doing. That. Here's the thing filming took you know we mentioned that filming took place in, in Minnesota. It only took place for five weeks. So they didn't really and it took place from April, April 15th to essentially May, right? And at the time, that was the largest production to ever take place in Minnesota. So here, here Arnold Schwarzenegger is running down the street in mid-May, <laughs> full, full, fully donned in like, you know, oh, winter clothing. What that was sing, a 90s dots look, dude. I mean, there was like that was a 90s look. I remember watching this and I watched it with my wife, and I'm like, look at his fashion. I'm like, he's got like four layers on i'm like is that is that still a look like i'm like do i need to wear like a shirt a sweater vest a sweater a jacket and then a rain a peacoat yeah like is that still a look right like yeah maybe it's maybe minnesota like i don't know the 90s was all about layers if you want to talk about fashion it was all about layering clothing and that's still the way to go like if you layer clothing you look better i don't know why but they just put actors in so much clothing like you need this you need this let's put you in this and hey why not we'll just throw okay. this around you too you know so i mean i know we've spent you know the better half of 15 20 minutes kind of dunking on this movie but let's talk about some redeeming things on there let's talk about sinbad oh what did you think of sinbad in this i, I think without him you don't have a movie because oh yeah not not to again not to not to spend the time you know kind of bashing on arnold schwarzenegger i feel like they really made this movie to put him in it uh but you know sinpad adds the comedic he adds the contrast he adds everything about why this movie exists it, if, if it was just about arnold schwarzenegger's character howard seeking this toy without sinbad there'd be not there'd be none of the hilarity there'd be none of the the action i mean i can think of the scene where he's he uses this plot device multiple times he's like he's a male guy right he delivers mail so yeah. literally to escape the cops he's like i've got a bomb this is a bomb it's in the package <laughs> my favorite scenes it literally is he's like yeah because he uses this bomb and then finally of course this is one, one of those time. Chekhov's gums right this is the Chekhov's gun where if you mention a bomb that bomb is gonna go off at some point or another and sure enough it does he see leaves them with this bomb and then he walks away and he says literally my favorite line in the whole film he, he hears the explosion and turns back and he says that was a real bomb that was a real bomb <laughs> Sick world we're living in with sick people. 
<laughs> but I love that. Scene. But but yeah, you're right. Like it it, it 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 is that where he repeats that over and over again as an as a as an, a way for him to escape these situations. But the one time, especially right before it explodes, the guy's like, "Nah, I was in the bomb squad. This isn't a bomb. I know this isn't a bomb." <laughs> yeah. And then of course, guess what? It's yep, a bomb. It's a bomb. <laughs> I think this this movie is very quotable. I will say that there is the. I mean, there's so many things to quote from it's like that this is a sick world we're living in with sick people i say that all the time or howard's famous put that cookie down put it down <laughs> when, he's on the, when he's on the uh when he's on the phone with uh the neighbor ted and uh, he's like oh your wife's cookies are so Get delicious put that cookie down put my wife on the phone <laughs> Put her, don't go to the shower. Don't go to the shower. Right, yeah. Well, you were mentioning, uh, you know, they had all those sidekicks, right? And they're, so they're they're all trying to get it. And Myron, who's played by Sinbad, is there alongside Arnold Schwarzenegger. And and they said, we don't have any Turbo Man, but we do have his, his sidekick booster. And Myron's screaming, we don't want him. We don't want him. <laughs> I say that all the time. I don't know why. Just those two lines from him, the sick world and the we don't want him. Whenever somebody like, I feel because it happens all the time in the gaming community, right? Something is released and the gaming community is not happy. And so yeah. I always think yeah. of Sinbad saying, we don't want him. We don't want him. <laughs> I, I, I'm just trying to think of today. Would there ever be that side of a crowd at the front of a toy store and the the toy store is like hosting like an announcement right like i'm sorry oh a hundred percent hundred percent that's what i was gonna get into like okay what you know f- what was for you do you like do you remember the power rangers craze oh i was i was fully in it yes co- yeah uh, completely of course okay so this the whole story is based on the 1980s like shopping frenzy over the cabbage patch dolls and and of course the subsequent years with with power rangers and then the tickle me elmo craze um but it it definitely was something that we experienced right like Mm -hmm. was there ever a toy that you just had to have as a kid Uh, like what was the what was the one toy like that you had to have as a kid the one toy that you were like oh man i remembered i just wanted that's all i wanted this year was 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 power rangers right that because for me that's what it was it was like there was a year where i just wanted power rangers it was was either x-men or power rangers figures right like there was a year i remember power rangers for certain it was not just the action figures but i had the the they had the gloves that would slide on you could wear the gloves like they were the arms of the power rangers and i had it where they had the button and the gloves and it would be like you know like you know like it would it would have the sound clips from the the show oh yeah it'd be like (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah like (laughs) me and nick Nick talked about this heavily on one of the nostalgia vault episodes about (laughs) and and i had to have all that and for me the green ranger was it right i had to be tommy like i had to have yeah that was me i had to i had to have his knife slash you know uh you know the dagger dagger Oh man, you were you were talking to a Power Rangers fanatic here, okay? And that's the funny thing, right? Jake Lloyd uh, or Jamie, Anakin. the character of Jamie, watches. <laughs> yeah, at the beginning of the film was essentially a parody of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. So those nods were were great in there. And you know, you know, you were right before when you said uh, Sinbad was just you know he made this film. Did you know that in an alternate universe somewhere, Tim Allen is playing the role of 
of Howard, and Myron is played by Joe Pesci. That's right. They searched for, and they searched for Turbo Tom instead of uh, Turbo Man. I w- that was the original <laughs> plot and considerations for the film. So I'll challenge you here. <laughs> I would love to see a version of this with Tim Allen and Sinbad. That That's where I'm at. Ooh. Ooh, okay. You know, not not to knock I mean, on Arnold, but like maybe and maybe maybe Tim Arnold's a bit more too. Or, um, uh, Tim Arnold, are you creating a new one there? Yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> scratch that. That's Tom Arnold. Tom, yeah. <laughs> scratch that. Tim Arnold. Nick, what do you got for us? Okay, so I googled Tim Arnold, and he is an English uh, singer-songwriter, born 1975 from London. His music has been compared to David Bowie. But the more interesting bit of trivia here is that the second result when searching for Tim Arnold was Tom Arnold, who I'm not going to lie, I thought the uh, the character of Ted, right, the guy that's trying to win over Howard's wife, Phil Hartman was the actor. I thought that was Tom Arnold, so that can't be a coincidence. Tim Allen, Tim Allen's a bit charismatic and too uh, dynamic to play Howard. I feel like Arnold's, yeah. at that time, especially in his career, he was pretty dry, right? So it made it yeah. easy for him to be kind of a checkout job-only dad, right? But I could see from my enjoyment standpoint, I think a Tim Allen. What, Joe Pesci? Joe Pesci was No, the- no, Tim <laughs> Allen, a, a Tim Allen and, and Tim Allen Sinbad combo yeah, could yeah. really lend a different experience than, than an Arnold Sinbad experience i don't i don't i i don't see joe pesci being oh no, no i don't no, see neither. him being uh, you know that role as myron you know con no he doesn't lend to the comedy that sinbad does because sinbad improvised I, the majority of his he lines. was brilliant i mean he literally yeah. everything i saw him do it was it's why I, I saw sinbad and i saw sinbad quick aside for the for our audience i did see sinbad do his own stand-up i saw him live oh, me too and and he is not live in, i didn't see him live insane but i have seen insanely insanely brilliant like he is oh he's hilarious he is so funny so i can only imagine so him funny. on a movie set being able to just go like no no let me re- let's redo that scene one more time i've got something better right he's con- yeah. he's constantly improving on the 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 humor in that one scene right so i can only imagine like the scenes that made the film was that take yeah. four was that take six was that take eight like you can only imagine at what point the director's like no no we got it like we're good and he's like no no yeah. Oh, yeah. I got something better, right? So, <laughs> well, here's the thing: Arnold Schwarzenegger also improv improved uh, many of his responses in those conversations with Simbad, and it was uh, Arnold's agent that suggested Simbad. The producers felt he was unsuited for the role of a, of the villain or the antagonist of the film. They thought it could, you know, it, it might hurt his clean, family-oriented comedy act. Not at um, all. And reputation. Did that guy get? But, did that uh, person get like? Uh, a credit for the movie or did he they get like a reward like that that was the, that's the the key to the movie if if Sinbad wasn't in this I I I don't know if it would even be something you'd want to watch uh, hot take I don't know if you'd want to watch this I, I don't know I agree you know I agree so Sinbad was also in a movie called House Guest with Phil Hartman so that was re- that is a brilliant movie if you love Sinbad and you're like man I wish I had more Sim more of Sinbad less of Arnold Schwarzenegger go out and watch the 1995 movie uh, with Phil Hartman and Sinbad called House Guest hilarious movie where Sinbad can we get a sound can we get a, a soundboard ding 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 Bruno again you're just you're the man can we get a sound can we get a sound clip 
Segway alert! Wow, Bruno, again, Woo! with with the delivering on the Segway, I just, you hit on what I wanted to bring up shortly after this. The other key part of this film is Phil Hartman, right? Like, Oh, yeah, the, 100%. You know, I, not to say that maybe cringy is not a good word. Maybe cringy is a great word, right? His Oh, his, yeah, that's, that's, that's Phil. That's Phil Hartman. In, in this movie, he plays such a great role as a counter to Howard in every way that in today's society is super cringy but in that moment in that movie is hilarious because he's a single dad in the neighborhood yeah who plays the at that time the epitome of the father role right pleases his son right, definitely attends yep. attends all his son's events social gatherings all the single moms all the love single him. moms are you know his <laughs> biggest fan and he just want he he you can tell he's overtly and out of his way going to push every button of howard's just because he wants to get with his wife which today today seems a bit cringy but in in the scope of this movie is entertaining i would say oh definitely in contrast to their characters uh both arnold schwarzenegger and rita wilson got along very well with phil hartman off camera they found him to be very warm very friendly and they considered him a delight to work with now for those of you who don't know phil hartman was an amazing comedic actor who was cut down in his prime um, by a jealous wife who murdered him, um, shot him while he slept. It's truly a tragic story. Uh, he was becoming very, very big, and he had a jealous wife, essentially, who was unstable, and uh, it's just a, it's a very, very sad story to uh, an otherwise great guy that had such range such potential, on his yeah. performance. Yeah, and such potential. Like, really, we're talking, right? Like, this film was released in 1996, and uh, House Guest was released in 1995. He was in Coneheads uh, alongside Sinbad in 1993. He was on the so rise. He was almost he peaking. He was. He was. He was really, really in his prime. And it wasn't but two years after the film, the towards the release of this film that, uh, you know, he was murdered. So very, very sad story. I'm sure there's another podcast out there that's done an episode on Phil Hartman, but did you catch all the retrofitted jokes in the in the film? I caught a few. Do you want to you want to point me out to a couple that you had in mind? Yeah, so by the by late 2018 this movie would have been with would have had essentially a few more retrofitted in jokes, the corporate references that were never planned for the original film. See, the Turbo Man series character looks like the Saban version of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, which Fox owned for a period. Jake Lloyd was obviously in Fox's Star Wars. Um, Phantom Menace also further suitably referenced with uh, I Am Your Father. Yes, or, yes. You know, where Arnold almost says that, no, Jamie, I am your... And then it cuts away. Um, additionally, all of the Marvel comic book characters will become corporate siblings to 20th Century Fox's film catalog. Um, um, which are shown all over Jamie's room, assuming the Walt Disney, which it did. So, um, you know, they they essentially own all the Marvel characters now. So that was a pretty cool, uh, just the fact that these jokes weren't really in the, in the initial movie because all that didn't exist at the time. So that's why we called them a retrofitted jokes. There were a couple cameos in there. I, I don't know if you, you, you saw, I'm sure you noticed one of them. Vern Troyer, 
has an uncredited role as the shortest Santa. He gets punched by, um, <laughs> by Arnold. He flies across that, that <laughs> building. Or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then the giant Santa that says, I'm going to dick that's the yeah. yeah, that's the big show, man. So I knew you would catch Heck that yeah. one. This is uh, Chris Parnell's first movie appearance, which I thought was pretty interesting. And in the scene where Howard is getting a ride to his house in a tow truck, the driver who tells him to show a little emotion in his story when he's like reciting what he's going to say to his wife is actress Marianne. Oh my gosh, I'm not going to be able to say that last name. Mueller Lyle? Is that what it is? Mueller Lyle? Mueller. Wow. Like sheep's wool? Lanolin? What? <laughs> anyway, she. Dude, she, dude that's she a mouthful. I'm just telling you, yeah. dude. Kudos to you. I'm not even going to try it. I'm not even going to try it. <laughs> Mueller Lyle? She she apparently played the wrong Sarah Connor in the Terminator. Sarah Connor. <laughs> so she was one of the wrong Sarah Connors that ended up dying in the movie. And then, of course, Jim Belushi was in there as well. Was- and him and Arnold Schwarzenegger appeared in Red Heat in 1988 and The Last Action Hero in 1993. So that was wow. pretty interesting. I was going to say, we got we to gotta let uh, Enzo and Biggs know that uh, Big Show's in this movie, right? Like, you know, <laughs> right? yeah. I'm not sure if they knew. That's but. right. That's right. Speaking of which, if you want to hear any of our other podcasts, like Gotta Watch Double Deep Q podcast, which goes over wrestling news, head on over to our network page, quitthebuild.com slash network. Brad, if you like this movie, I think you're going to like the Santa Claus, Kindergarten Cop Jr. Those are all going to be on your list. Probably arguably better than this one. It's not a headache. It's got to be a tumor. It's a tumor. It's not a tumor. It's not a tumor. It's not a tumor. And that probably wraps up our Arnold impersonations, right? Oh, definitely. Well, before we get into the final ratings here, today's podcast was sponsored in part by Pierce Unlimited. For marketing media that works in bespoke design to power your business visit pierceunlimited.com brad what were your thoughts on this yeah you know for once i'm gonna kind of agree with imdb again not to you know we spent i think we did a good job on this episode we 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 did kind of front load this with a lot of criticism we did try to find a few highlights of this you know this movie i think sinbad phil hartman you know were were bright spots of this movie yeah i'm not gonna deviate too far away from the imdb ranking you know for me with with Christmas being one of the focal holidays of the year every year there is just a widespread variety of Christmas movies I mean you've got old ones you've got new ones you've got cheesy ones on the Hallmark Network which my wife loves to watch no not no (laughs) no criticism here but everyone has their own Christmas in Wolf Valley Christmas in Christmas Creek (laughs) always Christmas in something you know I mean everyone has their own cup of tea but in terms of like movies that you would probably have in your 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 yearly bucket of ones you want to check off the list each Christmas. I don't know if Jingle All the Way meets meets the cut or cuts the beef, right? right? You know, and, yeah. and so uh, you know, with a predictable, I would say easy role to fill by Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, highlighted by some standout, you know, roles by you know Sinbad and Phil Hartman. You know, I'm gonna give this movie a six out of ten. I, I think it just doesn't age as well as some other Christmas movies in terms of where we're at in today's world. I still think yeah. there's some relatable aspects for me as a father.
father now versus being a kid. But beyond that, I just don't think it's something I'm willing to. It's not the first one on my mind. I'm like, let me throw that in or let me find and stream that and watch it again this year. Uh, but definitely, definitely a nice, nice way to tune back into myself as a kid and watching that back when I was, you know, eight, 10 years old. Definitely. I agree with you. Uh, if anything, it makes me like and appreciate Sinbad all the more. I am right with you. I gave it a six out of 10. I just, I, I don't think it aged as well as I remembered. Uh, as funny as it is in those scenes with Sinbad, it, it there's it the overall premise of the movie and the hero's journey, which is uh, what every character goes through, right? Why we're rooting for 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 Howard and Arnold Schwarzenegger through this movie leaves something to be desired. It's not there. There's no reason that any of these good things should happen to him, other than the fact that he got lucky, right? Why and and, and to your point before, why doesn't Sinbad get the have the luck in this film? Mm-hmm. You know, so I I think that there are some scenes that are just super iconic and and it's more quotable than it is something to digest overall gave it a six out of ten i'd probably give it around a seven seven out of ten if it were if i'm judging just on holiday movies alone still not huge that gives us a total a gotta watch average of 5.8 and a total of 17 and a half out of 30 which i will say is is our low lowest to date it's our lowest thing to date even lower than clueless and i think the that that rating comes from the fact that there's just no deserving quality for for arnold to receive the the gift that he's been giving and he doesn't learn anything at the very end so uh yeah that's it is kind of what it is don't mean to i i honestly didn't go into this thinking like we're gonna we're gonna completely on <laughs> jingle all the way like you know as i was going through it and like you know typing up notes i was like there's really no n- reason for any of this like for him to get any of this what the heck not not to we're this point in the episode but i would say i would argue the only half or quarter redeeming quality is when he's in phil hartman's home about to steal that doll he kind of goes oh what am i doing but it's like yeah okay it took you to this this point to go yeah exactly right you know so you're right like it's just yeah it just it just doesn't have a moment but you know what does have a moment the bonus award what is our bonus award brad the bonus award goes to the internet because guess what today we don't have to run around to 12 million stores We don't have to drive around, take a taxi, drive a car. Guess what? We can just scope out the stock on the internet at every store. Kudos to stores worldwide for saying, hey, I want to go find X toy. Let me type that in on their website. And guess what? It's not in stock in your area. I can ship it to you. I can have it for store pickup in three days. I don't have to go run. You know? Like, <laughs> kudos, Jeff Bezos. Yeah. This one's for you. Thanks, Amazon. Right? In <laughs> two days. I don't have to worry about driving around 12 million stores and trying to find or at least ask, hey, do you have a Turbo Man in stock? No, we exactly. don't. Exactly. <laughs> we can look online now. Thank God for the internet. Well, if you want to get these episodes early, you can check on the internet at patreon.com slash quit the build, like Nick Nick, Epicapture Productions, The Dudas Monk, Indie Gamiac. 
Max, Alan Abadessa, and Mr. Grove Gaming. Thanks so much to our Patreon supporters for helping us keep the lights on. Really, that is the best way to directly support us. And if you want, I know this is the material part of the show, but it really does help us it out. Does. If you would like a shout out at the end of each and every episode, tiers start at $5 for that. Or you can just grab one of the $2 tiers and get instant access to all of our Nostalgia Vault episodes and to our Gotta Watch episodes a week early. Brad, tell them about that website. Tell them about the blog and that community page. Well, I was just thinking the holidays are about family. They're about community, right? Yeah. The QTB network, the QTB community is my family, right? And the best way, oh, the best way, especially during the holidays to get plugged into that is to go to our website, go to our community community page and become part of our community. Log, you know, Sign up, become a part of our, our community, check out everything we have to offer, find out about all of our various offerings through the network, check out our blog. We've got great articles on there. I know Terry has done a great series on there. We know we have a, a lot of contributors. And if you've got some ideas of things that you want featured on our blog, joining our community is a great way to get plugged in and sharing your thoughts with us and what you want featured on the blog and on the QTB network. So Bruno, I mean, we're, we're available everywhere, right? All of our socials. You can find us everywhere. We are on TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and we're doing watch parties on Discord with Terry. It's been a great community that we're building on there. So if you guys want to go on and uh, talk to other people that are listening to the show as well as us, then you can head on over to our Discord. Just head to quitthebuild.com slash community and you'll get links to all of the those places. Now, on the next episode, we're going to be going over one of my favorite Christmas thing, Christmas TV shows. It's that I have to watch every year. It's a Mr. Bean Christmas, and I know that Ooh. one is out of out of nowhere, but we're going to dive in to what makes Mr. Bean so amazing, and this the perfect jumping off point for anybody interested or who has never seen Mr. Bean. The Christmas episode is the first one that I watched and man it hooked me until next time for Brad I'm Bruno happy holidays for Bruno I'm Brad peace out what it do promotional consideration for gotta watch is brought to you in part by dads against jingle all the way dads against jingle all the way it should have been Sinbad support for this podcast comes from viewers like you Visit patreon.com slash quit the build to join the QTB crew today.